Thank you for joining our podcast here at Peninsula Covenant Church. Stay tuned as together we'll study God's Word. Well, good morning, PCC. I'm Brian Wren, your new transition lead pastor. I'm old to actually many of you. Thank you. But I am new to this role and so grateful, grateful to be in it. Grateful for a start like today. Daniel and Kate, thanks for just filling it today and getting our hearts soft and malleable for what the Spirit wants to do in us as we start today. For those who may not know, maybe online you're just checking us out. Maybe you just walked in here because you couldn't find the 4th of July parade, so you actually just said, hey, I'll go to church instead. And uh, you came up the hill. But if you're new with us today, we just had the passing, really, uh, of the torch. We call it the crook. And that was last week. The shepherd's crook was passed from myself, from Gary Gadini, who'd been with us for 24 years uh, and 18 years as our lead pastor. And so we're headed into a year-long journey together where I hold the position as transition lead pastor, and then we search for a true new lead. And if you want to find out more about on that, all that, go onto our website and just look up... Um, search team, or it's actual pastoral search team, and you'll get all that information. But as we start today, I want us to ponder something. I want us to ponder what the Declaration of Independence, what this head of lettuce, what the puzzle piece you got when you came in. Everybody got their puzzle piece? All right. And the Bible have to do with truly leading us into our future. So let's just ponder that again. What in the world is the Declaration of Independence, and kids especially, why would I have this head of lettuce right here today? I need you to help us figure this out, kids. And adults, this will be good for you too. And then this puzzle piece in the Bible. How could these four things inform us as we start this whole new season together? You might not know this, but this is the seventh time we've had a transition in our 70-year history. It hasn't been perfect like every 10 years we've had a transition, all right? We had two in the 50s, one in the 60s, one in the 70s, one in the 80s, one in the 90s, and then there was this transition in 03 to Gary, and we haven't had a transition since 03, hence here we are. So let's start with the Declaration of Independence, because most of us know a little bit something about that. On July 4th, 1776, it was ratified, and the delegates of the 13 colonies said, we're all in. This is how we're going to do it. And they were declaring what? Do you remember? They were declaring independence from England. But here's what became vital to them and to actually our future and why we are able to be here today. They were taking a stand for interdependence on one another. Those 13 colonies, they don't stick together. wonder what this looks like right now. And remember the Civil War? Almost didn't happen. Interdependence mattered way back when. Now, fast forward. I'll do the math for you. Fast forward 175 years to this scene. That brings us to 1951. 22 people declared independence from a First Covenant church in San Francisco. And they did that not because they wanted to leave the mother ship or they were mad at them or wanted a whole different way. No, 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 no. They were called to leave. And they went and met in this home in Burlingame. No pastor but passion, to reach the peninsula because there was not a covenant church except up in the city. There was not on the peninsula. And so those 22 people declared their interdependence by signing that document that you see. It stands in my office 
it's this really basic, somebody typed it and everybody signed it, and it's not really clean, and it was imperfect. And then in time, they actually moved down right next to Whole Foods to the church on Clinton and were there for years before they moved up here. But think about their interdependence and how that has impacted us in great ways. Think of how if they hadn't been faithful, if they hadn't stuck together, you wouldn't be sitting here today. You may be sitting somewhere else. You may not be sitting. You may not be worshiping God in the way. But God in his providence and his sovereignty used their interdependence in that way. And so as we move forward, I want us to hold this term interdependence. But that term interdependence isn't really that fun, right? You can't do much with that term. So I have a different phrase for us that over the next year is going to encompass our journey together. It goes like this. Together, we are PCC. And so can we just try that out? Could you say it for me? One, two, three. Together, we are PCC. You're doing good. I mean, a lot of us aren't here. You're getting your voice. I like that. But there's going to be times in this journey where I'm going to have to help us remember this because we can get very independent in our ways, can't we? And we need to stay interdependent because there's such power in interdependence. So sometimes I will say this to us, hey, let's remember. And then what I'd like you to say is, together we are PCC. So let's try that. Just, you know, ponder me. Hey, let's remember. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be important for us to remember. I'm going to in a moment lay out how we do that. But it's important that we remember that phrase because together is how we got here. And it's how, with God and others, it'll lead us into our future. Now, ponder this. Why is interdependence, or the easier way to say it, together, we are PCC, so important? Well, ponder some of the the history of the last 70 years. In the last 70 years, think of all the souls that have been saved. All right? We don't use that term a lot. How about how much lost And those who are lost have actually been found. There's been a lot of that. I'm one of those. I was lost. And I got found here. How about the brokenness that was healed? How about the vulnerable that have been cared for? How about the community that has been changed out here? And many of you have actually been the change agents in our community, whether it's in your daily job or in something specific you did. How about this? The countries reached. Interdependence has great great power. Personally, let's go back to my story. The interdependence of this place then was here to receive me in 1991. In 1991, as a 22-year-old kid, I was seeking purpose in life. What is the purpose of life? I was wandering around with that question. And here's what I also needed, freedom from my sinfulness. I had accumulated and accumulated and accumulated some sinfulness that I didn't really know what to do with, and I needed it off me because of the guilt and shame. This place in their interdependence received me. It was life-changing in those early years and in the last 30 years as I learned and we learned together independently how to truly passionately follow Christ. Can anybody else claim they had a similar experience here in their journey here at PC? If so, just raise your hand. I'm not outing you, but I'm just, it is what it is. That's what we want the journey to be. This interdependent journey where you meet people and be like, oh, I want some of what you have because I don't have it. And how in the world did you get over that? And how did you integrate God into that? And you followed him there? Oh, I could never. Well, maybe I could now because I saw you. 
That is interdependence at its best, isn't it? At its best. That's what we're talking about. And it's interesting, I needed it then, and I actually think we need it now. Think of what we have been through. What we have been through in the last year and a half, we are coming off trauma. And think of some of these traumatic experiences. COVID, politics, race issues, and how about this one, departures. I think each one of us could declare somebody we know who has departed from our normal life. That could be through death or actually move, or they just had to go in that way. And that creates trauma. And so here's what's interesting. I think we need to be more interdependent than ever because here's what we need. We need direction for our future as a church. And guess what we also need for our souls? Healing. When you come off trauma, you need a place to rest and be and reintegrate and re-understand and remember the goodness of God so that it changes and resettles you in that way. Hold this line right now. God's direction and healing always comes from being interdependent, not independent. Will you hold that line? God's direction and healing always comes from being interdependent with him and others, not independent. We've got to do that. We've got to do that. This whole thing reminds me of a big puzzle we're trying to put together. If you think about it, it's a mystery puzzle. Mystery puzzles come, I would never do a mystery puzzle because I will barely do a puzzle. But mystery puzzles come with no picture. Who wants to do that? Welcome to our lives together. We have no idea where this is going, but here's what we do have. I think we have the four corners. We have our mission. We have our values, all right? We, we have our priorities. We have these four Gs we talk about. Hey, we should all be trying to gather, grow, give, and go. So we have the four corners. Then here's what's interesting. When I look at our puzzle pieces, when I unload the box, and I go, I don't know where this is going, but I got all these pieces, I go... Look at all these ministries we have. We have 60-some ministries. Some are local, and then some are national, international. So we have the corners, and then I think we actually have the border. And then I look at all of us. Just look at us. We're barely here today, all of us, but there's a lot of us. There's 472 stakeholders that have said at some point they've signed a doctor and they're like, we're all in. And we've scrubbed that thing pretty clean, especially the last six months because of the coming and going. And that is the real number. There's like 472 that I know of those names and those people. And they're like, I'm a, I'm, I think I'm a puzzle piece. I am. And then I dump out the other probably 100 to 200 that show up regularly. And they're like, yeah, PCC's my home. I didn't even know you could be a stakeholder, but yeah, I'm in. All right. You know how big our puzzle is right now? It's about 1,000 pieces. Now, we also know that makes it very complicated. But the good news is, I believe if we stay interdependent, we can put this thing together. Hear this line. Just like a puzzle that is interdependent on each individual piece coming together to create the complete picture, so it is with each of us at PCC as we move forward. Amen? This is what we're doing. We're building this together. And you might not think you're that key of a piece of the puzzle, regardless of how young you are or how old you are. I won't point at the next row. And based on how broken you think you are or how much you think you know or don't know, oh, but 
you're a key part. We actually need your brokenness because when somebody else works with you, that actually gives them satisfaction and builds into both your wholenesses. We need each other to journey this next year together. And it's interesting. There was a church, early days of Christianity, was feeling cultural pressure, circumstances, and they were being pushed apart. They were trying to say to people, you don't really need each other. Go be independent. You don't need to be the church. And I think we can learn from them today. If you open your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 10, which was read so wonderfully, I want you to see these six passages and what they are telling us about our need to be interdependent. Because this church was in a similar place back then. And remember what we're going after here. We need direction and healing. And this is what this church was facing. So let's see the first part that they're being told. These first three passages is kind of the most important thing they're being told. And then from there, they're saying, respond together in this way. In verse 19 of Hebrews 10, 19 to 21 that we'll read right now, it says, And so, dear brothers and sisters, we can boldly enter heaven's most holy place because of the blood of Jesus. By his death, Jesus opened up a new and life-giving way through the curtain into the most holy place. And since we have a great high priest who rules over God's house, comma, pause. Let's back up. What's the... What does he want them to get and understand the first part? Well, it's simply this. There's been this death that has given you access in a way you've never had before. This curtain that was in the temple that was an inch thick was torn when the death and crucifixion of Jesus happened. It's a new day. It's a new day. All can enter in by faith. And look what the promise is. This access through the blood and death of Jesus opens to a new and life-giving way. And he's saying to them, more than anything, let us remember that first. Let's start with there. Let's start there. Let us remember there's this access in this whole new way. And then he goes on to say, through four statements of let us, he says, Let us go right into the presence of God with sincere hearts, fully trusting him for our conscience, for our guilty consciences have been sprinkled or sparkled with Christ's blood to make us clean. And our body's been washed pure with water. So he's saying, since you understand the love of Jesus and what he's done for you, respond now, but not respond independently, respond Together, let us, and the first thing he's saying is, let us go access, go right in and access this God that we can trust. And this means accessing more and more and more. So what? You grow in the Christ-likeness. The more we access, the more we will grow. It's vital that individually and together we do that this year together so that we grow into who God wants us to be when the final piece of the puzzle, the new lead, comes here. Look what it says next. Let us hold unswervingly, Lord, let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we are firm, for God can be trusted to keep his promise. The second one is, let us what? Hold tightly. Didn't we need to do that during COVID? We couldn't even be the church together. We had to hold tightly to faith. We were watching it online in our little boxes. 
and we were talking to God and going into His presence on our own. Now we can do it together. But we held tightly. And then it says also to affirm it. It doesn't mean good gospel, just, oh, that's such a good gospel, affirm it. No. Affirm in this statement means to assert it. We talk about that around here is going and blessing people with it. So, folks, as we move forward together, let us hold to it, but then let us go assert and tell people about it. The only thing you have to tell them about is the peace that you've experienced because that's all you know. We have all this pressure at times we feel like we have to tell people. But when we talk about blessing people, we talk about praying for people to come in our way. We talk about listening to them. We talk about uh, eating with them. We talk about serving them. And then at some point, you share naturally what you know, your piece of the puzzle. So don't let sharing or affirming what you know scare you. Just share what you know. Look at these last two. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. This is let us keep doing loving good works. Give of our abilities. Give of our resources. As we come back together, we actually have to do that in a new way because we're a new church with new needs uh, operating uh, in a new pattern. And so we need you to give of your abilities and resources. And then finally, look at this last one. Thank you for being here today. Let us not neglect what? Meeting together corporately in a group setting, individually, let us not stop doing this. This whole thing about lettuce, 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 lettuce reminds me of lettuce. I mean, simply put, this isn't a complicated message. When I used to cover this with my own kids, this passage, I used to say this is the lettuce passage. Because you know what happens with lettuce. If these fall away over time, Look what happens. This gets brown and wilted and loses some of its really nutrients and its benefit. And so we as a body do not want to operate like this. We want to operate like this. We want to operate interdependent together. Go back to 13 colonies. Go back to the 20-some people at that church in Burlingame, go back to the Church of Hebrews. Let us remember first, it is Christ that has made this all possible. But then let us, oh, let us, let us draw near. Oh, come on. Let us continue to give of our lives. Huh? Let us continue to go and tell people And let us never stop gathering. That's what I'm calling us to. For us to be together, we are PCC, that is what I'm asking of you, to live into those. And then I believe if we do that, we'll experience what? Healing and direction for our future. So if you're all in and want to be a piece of the puzzle in this next year, here's what I need you to do right now. At the end of this message, I'm asking you to put your name on this and drop it in one of the glass jars in the back. But I'm, I'm calling us to two things for this next year. The first is participation. The second is anticipation. They both matter equally. Participation is really simple. Jump on our G4 pathway. Gather on Sundays. Grow. Next week, we start growing together in 1 John. We're going through the whole book of 1 John. And you know what we're going back to? 
how great his love is. And so together, we will consider what our response should be to his great love by sitting in the book of John all July and all of August. And I'm asking, you heard me say it, we need people to give financially, but also their abilities. It's interesting, in about a week or two, we're going to roll out a whole serve page. And on that serve page, there's going to be a link. And on that link, you can determine what your passion and gifts are. And then you can meet with a coach and you can figure out where's the best place your piece fits. Because sure, we have 22 people that are needed to reopen children's ministry and we have five people that are needed in our, uh, our student ministry. But if we stuff you in the wrong place, you won't fit. And it'll be frustrating. We want people to be able to fit where they feel called and they feel led. And then finally go. We gotta let the world know that we have answers and help for them. So besides participation, anticipation. I need you to find your place in the G4 pathway. I need you then to pray. I need you to recommit to pray for this place. We're about to pray through these things in just a moment. Pray for our interdependence and our unity. I need us to pray for our mission, vision, our values, our priorities. I need you to pray that people will gather, grow, give, and go. I need you to pray for our next lead pastor. Isn't that an amazing idea that as we get our puzzle together and we start to get at the form, we have the corners and we put down our pieces where we fit and we really get to see this picture, there's going to be this one final piece. And there'll be this day, year from now or so, that we'll call that person and we'll pray over them and they will be the next piece needed, the final piece. So if you're all in, ponder that. Let me pause before we go to communion and just give thanks for how God has brought us to this point. Father in heaven, we acknowledge you are good and we need you and we need each other. So Lord, as we celebrate right now, thank you that as you told the church in the book of Hebrews to remember what Christ has done first and foremost. May that have deep meaning as we move forward in communion now. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you for tuning in to our message podcast here at Peninsula Covenant Church. We would love the opportunity to connect with you more. We are located in Redwood City, California, and you can find us online at wearepcc.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by simply searching for We Are PCC. We are PCC.